0: Start. Sooners of Oklahoma, and still looking for respect nationwide. What is going on, Sooner Nation? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of The Barry and Mac Show as always myself Barry Personal Trainer and Sports Performance Coach out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And alongside me, former Sooner wide receiver, 2000 national champ, Mr. Damian Mackey. How are we doing today, Mack?
1: Locked and loaded, baby. Doing good. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and dive in, man. I'm excited to talk Sooner sports.
0: I love it, man. So right off the top today, we, we haven't talked since OU Got the 2024 class kind of rolling a little bit, man. Uh, they get a commitment from Jeremiah Newcomb. Got them listed at 5'11", 175, 180, playing cornerback. A little different than some of the, some of the cornerbacks that we've recently seen be uh, recruited by BV and Hall and Valai and Staff. But when you turn on the tape, There's some physicality. He's a multi-sport athlete. Uh, Talked about that over there on Sooners360.com. Go check it out about how important that is from an NFL draft standpoint. Uh, But he's the guy who kind of gets things rolling for, uh, for this season as OU gets into but really the heart of spring going into summer, uh, where recruiting's really going to ramp up to hopefully have another strong close. So initial thoughts, Jeremiah Newcomb, basketball, football, offense, defense, as we've seen with BV, these guys play both sides of the ball. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, give me the rundown.
1: Yeah. I look at the young man and, um, the thing that excites me, Barry, uh, is twofold. Number one is it's it's continuing to prove we have a plan, right? You you think about the measurables that you uh, you know traditionally we'll see with a field corner and a boundary corner. Number one, he's not a, a midget, right? So we don't have to worry about a five nine kid going up against one of the trees in the Big Twelve, and then even in the SEC as we transition after this season. So we know he's and in fact the big toil's out of it, right? He won't play anything but the SEC. So we know he's gonna be able to stand and 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 be a player without having an a pre-snap disadvantage. 5'11 is a solid DB size. In fact, I think the average NFL DB is 5'11. I I believe that number is still that is, in that's fact right. the case. Yeah. Uh, but here's the other piece, right? You start getting a lot of guys like him and 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 uh What's the DB we got from from Washington last last cycle that doing well? Uh, young pup just came in. They say they he, they say he's doing well. Vickers spoke about him. Like, yeah, man, my boy. Oh, Wagner,
0: Josiah Wagner, Wagner, Wagner. Those yeah. kind of
1: guys. They are football players that you need in space. For 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 folks out there listening, and the the game of football is no longer played in a phone booth. Even teams who want to pull the guard, block down, and kick out. It, they want to do it with RPO action to pr- to put people in space and put people in compromising situations. And so, the more guys you have on film who show versatility and the ability to number one play in space, number two have an IQ. The days of c ball, hit ball, tackle ball are over, right? You may have one or like maybe a, a zero tech, three tech might have that responsibility. Maybe a middle backer, right? and a in a, a twenty one personnel. May have that responsibility, but like more so than not, you gotta have guys who can think and make quick decisions. And that's what he shows. He's physical, he's a good athlete, like you said, multiple sports. Um, being able to do that is huge. So the versatility number one, and then to balance out, you don't want a bunch of six, two high-hipped. You know, guys who can turn and run and 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 one v one scenarios, but get spread out and put in zones scenarios. And now, you know, you can beat them a wiggle with more quick quickness and, and speed. So we, we were getting a good variety of the six esque type guys. You know, the the Vickers, uh, the Colby's, Those those guys are going to come and be physical. Give us the ability to tell teams pre-snap. You can't just throw the fade on us or or we dare you to. But also, you know, know I look at him as like an AC. He reminds me of Ace Colvin, who was a guy who wasn't physically imposing, but you felt him on the field. Pass coverage, just making plays on the ball. He'll come down and fill the alley, right? He'll banana the C gap. Uh, I I look at uh, Newcomb as a kid who... Uh, fulfills the role of potentially being a boundary corner I think he I don't think he would play field for us because he he'd have too much space but he could be a boundary corner he could be a nickel slash small cheetah slash slot slash guy who could do a lot of other things and here's the other piece He continues the tradition of us proving we can go get big time names. Newcomb is a guy who was highly recruited by multiple programs. And in in yesteryear with prior coaches, we could not get that caliber of kid on defense. If he was a receiver, he would be looking at all you as a DB. He wouldn't take us very seriously, especially not being right here in our backyard in Oklahoma or in Dallas. So having him in the fold early a name that has some pedigree. uh, And then again, the versatility that he brings to the table. Salute to coach getting that one knocked out. It's a good win for us on the defensive side of the ball. I expect more to come.
0: Yeah. And, and just to give him his due, uh, cause high school uh, out of Arizona is where he's from. So OU's going all over the place, man, to, to to get these guys, you know, a lot of people said, uh, Venables was going to, Going to struggle because Riley's the, the the nation recruiting guy and all that, but it does not seem to be the case. Um, he could end up quite highly ranked too when they start re-ranking things. I know twenty four seven has him as the ninetieth best player in the country right now at, at that corner. Uh, so interesting to uh, see how that pans out. Uh, but kind of staying on the uh, secondary tip, um, OU fans were a little alarmed. Early or kind of midweek, I guess, as as we roll in on this Friday, um, a little bit of news came out of spring camp that a one Robert Spears Jennings uh possibly suffered a an injury, maybe it was serious. Uh, but by all indications, Mac, it doesn't seem like uh, it's maybe as big of a deal as uh, as we thought. I, I want to ask this kind of two part. One, um, anything you know about RSJ, of course, I'm sure the fans want to know. But two, how do you think that stuff happens? Because you as a player obviously saw guys get nicked up in practice. And then you probably hear about a story in the media where it's like, hey, guy is, you know, injured. How long is it going to be? What's the deal? Um, But why does that end up (laughs) the happening? Is that just the information kind of slowly getting released or, or what is that?
1: Yeah, I I think there's a couple of components (laughs) that you you, you really want to pay close attention to. Obviously, when you're in practice, right, there's kind of like three levels of injured. There's an owie, there's being hurt, and then there's being injured. And and by the way, I experienced all three, right? An owie, we're in two-a-days fall camp. Every By the way, every fall, me, Kurt, Dre, and Savo, all four of us, we were good to miss a practice or two because of so much running are growing. Like literally we had, we would run so much. I mean, it's just, right. You just wrapping everything. You run the whole playbook. Like every day, there will be two practices where one of us would just like, yo, my growing is like, you know, and it's not, it's not a pool growing. It's an owie, right. You consider that an owie. Coach, I remember my freshman year. They were like, "Nah, like, Coach, listen, my joint is on fire. Like, look, I'm just, I'll go if you want me to. But I'm just telling you." And they kind of learned by our third two days. Um, okay, right, the amount of running we're doing, it's legit. We all were able to sit one full, so two full practices. Back then, we did two practices a day, so it might be like an afternoon practice, and then the, and then the morning practice. We were out, and and some of the red shirts and walk ons or whatever would fulfill that that spot. So that's an owie. Then you got hurt, right? My junior year spring, where I was essentially the starting slot, starting punt return, starting kick return uh, after the national championship season. I had they 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 were like, "Hey, Mac, you're the one at the at the little H position." Uh, I guess it had to be. No, nah, I was. Jay White throws a ball to me, it's J-Dub, and my finger breaks. In fact, the Ooh. scar, let me see if I can. I can't, Ooh. I actually drop it. I met the ball, but I look at my finger and my finger goes this way, like just from this digit. It broke the skin, I had gloves on. So imagine, Barry, ball comes, I make it, I look at my finger, I drop it, and I'm like, oh, dang, I dislocated my finger. I go like oh, this. Man and blood starts coming down my wrist because it, it punctured the, it punctured out. That's, oh. it, that's hurt, right? So just yeah. like oh, practice three, I missed like five practices. I missed two two scrimmages. Boom! I come back. I play in the spring scrimmage. in fact I had a hundred yards, two touchdowns in the spring game. Going into Ooh. junior season, that's hurt. I mean, that's in, that's like a hurt, right? And then there's injured. My behind goes against uh, Jamar Mosey in practice, junior year to after Texas week against Kansas. I hate a punt team. I fall down. I'm paralyzed, Negro. You injured. You know what I'm saying like you know that's a long term injury. When, yeah. <laughs> when when the news came out with Jennings. You know, I I reserve judgment. I heard a lot of, oh man, it's gonna be terrible. If you're not there in the circle and you're watching as a spectator, a journalist, an uh, insider, whatever, right? Whoever, you know, you see, I imagine it was a pretty polarizing situation. He made a hit, maybe he's, ah, and then the trainers come. But, like, it takes about a day to really diagnose what the injury is going to be. And so, you know, for me, I was like, ah, let me not. You know, I heard a lot of speculation on Twitter and, and, and you know, making their runnings around the, the internet and such, even on 360. Like, hey, I think he's out for the spring. And I'm like, let's just pump the brakes. You know, I made a couple calls and like, ah, he practiced yesterday. And it was, you know, so it was just the day of and, you know, just really gaining clarity on it's a wait and see approach. Plus, Barry, it's spring. So spring is different than fall camp. In the spring, my first spring, right? I think one of the very first pods we did, we talked about, I was 14. Spring was my opportunity to make a name for myself. Leaving spring, I was one A, right? I was behind JT, Michael Jackson, and JJ, and I was a 14 team guy. And by the way, all juniors. JJ, JJ, and Mike, T, Mike uh, Jackson were seniors. JT's a junior. I'm a I'm a redshirt freshman. So it was just in terms of like, the, you know, the, the the hierarchy of of uh, you know, longevity. I'm 14. I had to work. If I'm Jennings, unless my shoulder is broke, I know there's an opportunity here for me to go earn my stripes, especially since he, you know, he got a little bit of snuff last year. He, he played a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for him to solidify himself as at least a 1A, which if you're in the two deep, you play substantially. So, you know, when people are like, ah, like, ah if it's a shoulder, unless it's book. And by the way, book played on two bad shoulders for two years before he finally really got messed up. I, I just felt like you know, let me reserve judgment, and I don't think there's any uh, clear decision yet because he's got to hit. It's going to be physical. There's going to be scrimmages, so it's what They're in like practice three or four. They've got eleven more practices to go. But I think it was it was a little premature to just assume he was shut down. Even though it may have looked really bad the day, whatever the injury or the, or the hurt happened. Again, imagine seeing blood coming out of my glove. And it's like yeah. practice four. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, he's paying yeah. people. Like, I might have needed to amputate a finger. I missed a week and a half. They put a stint on it. They, they put a piece of wood and, and taped it. By practice 11-12, I'm back. And then I had a very good spring game. It hurt. It was, there was pressure catching the ball, but, you know, you played through it. So I expect him as of today to try to fight through it as a kid who has the opportunity to be at least a 1A where you're going to get a ton of PT. Um, and I kind of just, you know, it just reminds you, like, guys who play ball versus guys who report on ball, that there's still an ocean of uh, uh, being in it that different too mm. and by the way before i before i spin it back to you shout out to to Peyton bowen and and, and uh, he and his family word on the screen is a lot of guys from the team made the made the trek to north texas to spend time with he and his family and, and i think that's just i think that's pretty dope that as a program you make a decision to say hey as coaches as brothers you know uh when somebody's down and going through a difficult time we go, we, we address those and handle those situations together. So I think it's pretty dope that, you know, as he's dealing with, I couldn't even imagine losing a sibling, which I've lost a sibling. My, my youngest brother passed away a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Having the support of the team. I know that means a lot to he and his family. And I'm not surprised that a program like ours, you know, they have that kind of support for one another.
0: Now I'm glad you brought that up, you know, cause that was one of those things where, where, you know, people weren't seeing him out at practice and immediately it was, you know, assuming the, the the worst case scenario with them, and you start seeing and hearing things. And what did he do? And you just got to reserve judgment, man, until you know. Yeah, uh, I think this staff has shown that they're not necessarily trying to to hide things like you know the the previous regime. But if there's no reason to give out information, that they're, they're not going to, you know, on the injury stuff. That's one of those deals where, I mean, think about. The, the average injury you see in a game, it is a solid 24 to 48 hours before you ever know, well, what's actually happened. They play the game on Saturday, right? We usually, as fans, don't find out until the Monday presser. So, you know, the idea that that we'd be able to say or or target a date on on when he's coming back or if he's coming back at all, you know, there's only a handful of things that really end the season for a guy. And if it's not one of those things, then chances are he'll, he'll be okay. Um, But man, kind of staying on the, uh, the secondary stuff. And and of course, we're going to go down the list throughout the spring in terms of position groups. Uh, But I want to touch on some uh, position battles today, kind of get this, uh, get this started a little bit. Um, Robert Spears Jennings, he's a guy who's going to be trying to compete for time. Uh, you've got transfer, uh, Pearson coming in, you've got Billy Bowman, uh, back in and maybe let's keep it more so to safety today. Uh, then we'll also talk about linebacker. Um, but there's going to be some battles this spring. I don't think last year, and we've heard a little bit of a kind of through the rumor mill that things are maybe a little more intense uh, this spring than maybe they were a year ago. You know, and we can take that for for you know however we want. But there's gonna there's nobody who I think is the incumbent absolute surefire starter other than probably a Billy Bowman. I think every single other uh, position within the one to, th- to three deep is going to be up for grabs. And it's a matter of, of who shows up um, and who's the guy producing, you know, well, when they're doing the mental side, who's the guy on the physical side, you know, who's the guy who's uh, getting the off season work that he needs. But let's start a little bit uh, at, at the safety spot. Who are, let me ask it this way. If you had to predict, who rolls out their first game this fall? Who would you put your money on? And on the flip side of that, um, who do you see possibly, possibly struggling a little bit to, to hold on? And maybe you see their name pop up. Um, maybe not. We won't go as far as Portal, but, but maybe there's uh, some questioning on how long they're going to stick around or who needs to get some work in. So,
1: so let me, let me, let me, let me qualify this by saying it's too much time between now and fall to speculate fall. So what I I think I can do a better job of is who's going to be your ones in the spring game and then mm-hmm. who's going to line up. Because the difference between off season and summer is like during summer, we talked about this uh, last summer, like there's already a, a hierarchy of order, like. You know what I'm saying? Coaches can't be there, but like ones go against ones. That's what it is, and every day, right? Like you go against. I had to go against Roy Lee and Ante. You know, 2000, and then I had to go against Roy Lee and Book 2001. Every day, Perk was down there a little bit. Perk was playing some slot and some safety by that time. Um, like like Maddie, Maddie McCoy was a starter, but he didn't get to do one. Like, I'm not doing one-on-ones with Matt McCoy. That's my guy. By the way, I saw Matt in Vegas, but, like, Matt can't hold up. You know, like, I, I, we, we gave Matt the juice. Matt was a good high safety who had a high IQ. By the way, Matt probably caught five or six picks. So so for me to say who's going to be in the fall, y'all got to earn it again in the summer. And the summer is, is, is the hardest. Summer is the hardest time, and, and, and it's kind of like Smitty's work. Like, that's Smitty's baby. Winter, you got coaches stations, they see you once a week, you're in school, coaches are recruiting, but also on campus, summer, coaches is out of there. Like, you don't even see them. And it's Schmitty's game, it's Schmitty's
0: world. So coming out of spring, um, here, here's what I'll say. Safeties,
1: Billy's, Billy's got to do something crazy to lose it. And even if Billy did something crazy, I think Billy has enough Listen, Billy played well the first couple games of the season. Billy got hurt, and while he was hurt, was probably the worst period of secondary play. And then when he came back, it improved. So his value was very clearly shown on the field when he was available, and then when he was not available. Uh, He's also a team guy. He's, you know, listen, like, coach is not going to market people who are not. Uh, edifying the process correctly, if that makes sense. OU football, uh, the, the Twitter, the IG, they're not going to overly promote guys who are not doing it the right way because it's giving them a platform that they don't necessarily deserve. And I know how Coach BV is. So when you see guys like uh, you know, Billy consistently and it's consistent, consistently marketed, consistently clips and slow-mos, and you know, the whole him and him and stoops, right? How how dope yep. was that a couple? I think it was four or five days ago. They had a one-on-one and they kind of, or maybe it was an Oklahoma drill, and they kind of it, it you know, Sam. Sand- the new
0: of, Oklahoma drill, the way they run it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it.
1: By the way, that's me and Roy Lee, roommates. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, you you got yeah. like it's literally. They cut, you know they they try to pluck each other like that's what it is. By the way, big Roy bigger than me, but I, I always we grew up t- together, so I knew how to I knew how to handle my boy. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's good. Like when you see that Billy's incoming, you you know maybe that's a position like Peyton Bowen. Uh, uh, uh come Bowman comes in and shows some unbelievable talent where they're like, cool, this might be the two guys. And and if Billy knows both and, and Peyton knows one, then they move for them because Billy's versatile. But aside from that, I don't see a Key Lawrence. I don't see a Harmon. I don't see I don't see any of those guys. Ro Jennings like taking his spot because at the end of the day, you want as many chess pieces where you can predict their outcome. Like that's the game you want to predict Who's going to be right 90 percent of the time? 95 percent of the time 97 percent of the time that's why Roy Lee was so good. Go find a film where he he busts or got beat. there's not much that you know he was the first safety taken in the draft because he was amazing but then he also never busted and I think Billy is far and away relatively speaking versus his peers the most predictable uh, uh um, excellence playing and play out. So you got Billy. okay. Mm -hmm. Put Billy to the side, right? You got Key Lawrence, who, who, uh, like I said, there was a lot of talk going into last season that he was going to be the leader because he had the best film from the year before. Remember, Barry, the year before, people were talking crap about Billy because Billy played corner, he played slide, right? They had him playing a bunch of positions as a true freshman, and he didn't have a chance to excel. So Key Lawrence was really that alpha dog. When I went to that scrimmage in August... Maybe it was late July, but I went to a fall scrimmage. One of those fall scrimmages that they had the alumni at, Key Lawrence was the dude. Billy wasn't the dude. Billy was getting a lot of talk of he was having a great fall camp and he had had a good summer. But like Key was the guy because the prior season, he was the best DB and they saw that on film, right? So Key's going to be in the mix. And, and Key, you know, I, I've heard that he kind of been his feeling, fill- just not a hundred percent off season. I'm gonna say it like that. Like I, I'm not gonna, I, who am I to speak on the next man? But he didn't have an amazing off season. Harmon's a guy that I haven't really heard much about. I feel like he might just be a guy who's kind of getting in where he fits in, or he's a guy who sees the talent level going up, and maybe like the writings on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Or he's gonna show me something this spring, like this spring. I mean, because I, I don't know, I don't, I haven't. You know what I'm saying? I haven't seen enough. But like, listen, when we were coming up, like we were chopping at the bit. I'm going in to dig out backers so people know. Like Mackey went from 14 to like they got a plan. Like you couldn't not say that we deserve to play. I wasn't dropping balls. I was, and I just don't see him yet. Have that level of us. I would even call it aggression. That's aggression, right? When you got the backers, like you know, T. Marshall is telling you, like, "Book Mackie coming and turn to knock." But yeah, I'm trying to knock your head. Like you know, what I'm saying there's a certain esque that you got to develop to 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 get into that arena. And and we just had dogs. If you wasn't biting, you wasn't gonna play. Like that's just what it was. So I haven't seen that from him yet. So I, I, I kind of feel like he's on the shelf. He's probably a two. I don't think he's a three. Hey, by the way, when, when coach calls you a three, you got to be concerned that you will travel. Like if coach calls you a three, you better, you better find like two specials. If you're a three and let's just say you're on kickoff and you're decent, they'll replace you. They'll put another person who's more versatile, who can do kickoff and punt team or kickoff and a return man or kickoff and, and is good at blocking punts for they'll be on punt return team. Right. So like if you are a three. And that was my mentality. Like, my freshman year, I was like, I want to travel. I know, as a three, you know... ain't no guarantee you're going to travel. So I was like, I got, and and coach told us two people was going to play. I was like, I don't even want to be a two because the twos don't play unless one of the, one of the ones who are getting major play, get hurt, get in trouble, have a big bust, a big drop. So I was like, I don't want to be a guy who might play two possessions a game, nine, you know what I'm saying? Nine reps. I wanted to play. So my whole mentality was take this spring and take one of those spots. And I don't, I haven't seen it yet, but we also haven't seen a major scrimmage. So you know, once a major scrimmage happens, and that's kind of like the biggest, brightest lights that they can uh, avail themselves. As of right now, we'll see if he makes a pick, has a has a profound play. You know, people hear he was consistently in the right place and, and making tackles. So, but I still put him on the shelf. I, I if it were me today, I think Payne Bowen Bowman. Bowen, I always get Bowman and Bowen mixed up. I think Peyton made enough of a um off-season splash with his 40 time, um, with some of the off-season, you know, good on good, right? They had some clips where you could, I think he got a pick six like a week or two ago, like the last week of off-season. Yeah. I think he got a pick six, good on good. So I think he's a and and at the end of the day, he's a five-star a big time win that we got against some of the biggest, baddest programs. And he's come in and shown that that matches his talent. They're going to give him every opportunity to have a chance. Payne Bowen's going to be in the mix without question, unless he gets injured or in some major scrimmages, deer in the headlights come on and he's, he's making a bunch of mental busts. Uh I Jennings, uh, Barry, I think he's the prototypical uh. I, I guess I'll call him the hybrid safety, which means the safety who can who can uh, rob down into the box or can play over the top in his sideline. The sideline, he's a big, long, physical guy. And last year he got some snuff and and he he wasn't scared. He wasn't out there poodling up and, and looking real timid. So he's a guy. It's why when I heard about the rumor, I was kind of like, mm, let me wait here before I just, you know, say I right. because if, if he can play, I know he wants. That one A spot. There's going to be three safeties who get a ton of, of burn. That's it. Like, there's going to be three. There's going to be two like solidified starters, and then the first guy in at either position, right? Maybe four if they got four dudes. Then they'll have one backup or one get, you know, one third of the possessions, two thirds of the possessions. I think he's in that mix, Barry. And so I, I just feel like until he can't, like, literally can't, I just don't foresee him punking out and Oh, I'm hurt because that's a I'm hurt. You know what I'm saying? You have a concussion. <laughs> you paralyzed, injured. My yeah. shoulder. Everybody has a shoulder. I had shoulders. I had shoulders that were sore. AC joints. You had to wrap it up. Put the they have to put the little thing with the hole in it. You know what I'm saying? They cut out a piece yeah, of take yeah, like, yeah. like a thigh pad that cut a hole in it, and then they'll strap it over your shoulder pad, and then you put like ah, everybody had those. I think everybody got those. You're playing football, so we'll see how that 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 kind of plays out. Uh, but I, I foresee him being a guy. And then here's the other piece. Oh, my boy, Pearson. I ah, forgot about Pearson. Pearson's in the mix. Pearson might start. Key Lawrence gotta Key Lawrence has got to prove to Pearson that, that 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 that's his spot. And I think that's healthy, right? Because like maybe two years ago, Key Lawrence would be like, ah, there's a red shirt for, or there's a true freshman, but he's a pup and there's a learning curve. Pearson done played them. Pearson to play four or five years. And so with that, a new scheme for him is it, he learned it in the offseason. I don't even have to question. I know last offseason he learned the system, which means spring ball, directs, reps, summertime, he's going to be good to go, fall, camp. He's going to be, you know, it's T Lawrence won't have a huge advantage over him like maybe an 18-year-old Peyton Bo, Bowen who's a a young kid trying to adjust to being an adult and, and living off campus, right. A lot of other variables that he's got to address. Pearson is, is clearly going to be in the mix. Stay healthy young man. And uh, I mean, just from the clips I see on, on the internet, he's coming down the it downhill. Like you can see there's a different level of fervor to get where he need to get. You see the one where he was mic'd up and he kind of had to like stop himself. Like fall down because he was he was coming for action. That's just an instinct that I think he's gonna bring that's healthy. And then the last one is the JC kid. They got him playing corner, and I get it. They want to have healthy competition all over the field. He's a guy who I think can slide inside, outside, but inside it it is truly a safety position, which means he's gonna learn enough of safety to uh to, to 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 be in the mix. And I also think that applies to Vickers. Vickers is also a guy who is an outside guy, but I think also has the versatility to be an inside guy, which means like, let me give it to you like this. Vickers is a guy that if he can learn corner, which in terms of terminology and responsibility is easier, but an execution is harder. I think we both understand that, right? As a corner, you got to build a man up and then you got to be able to zone inside out, you know, high, low. You got to be really, you know, locked in, but it's not as much responsibility as safety in terms of, like pre-snap thinking, in-play thinking, responsibility, run game, quarterback, alley, over the top, the right Rob. And so if he can show, I think he's a corner first. We want. I think Vickers is our prototypical corner moving forward, by the way. Six foot, six foot one, thick, trunked, physical, his hands on you. When you play against a Kansas with inferior players, you can literally lock up outside and take them out of the play. And then you can really focus in on the junk. Right, the 100%. junk offense. That gonna run. So I think Vickers is our prototypical guy, but if he learns that role and we have depth at corner, then you get another plus athlete at safety, which is why I think they're doing that with the Kobe kid too. They want five dudes who are going to be assholes and aminos, like aminal. Yeah, you know I'm saying amino, not animal. That's like I know, <laughs> I know how Kobe is. So it's exciting to be like, dang, I just rolled out five or six guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's five or six dudes who like you better show up. And that's why I say Harmon, he he has an opportunity, but he better show up because Pearson ain't, ain't waiting. Pearson don't got time to wait. Key Lawrence don't got time to wait. Bowen is a five star. And then you got Vickers and and, and you know and, and the JC kids, JC JC guys come in ready to they either come in and like, oh, I got him by the skin of my teeth, and I'm just gonna float. Or oh, they come in all business. T. Marshall came in all business. Ramon Richardson came in all business, right? Like some of these guys come in. Uh, Will Bartee, all business. And I, and I, I, the, what I'm hearing is he ain't playing. So uh, give, me, give me Bo, Billy. Give me Billy and Pearson. I think that's going to be kind of like, because I think Pearson compliments Bowen well. Billy Bowman, I keep doing that. I think I think Pearson compliments Billy well. I think Key is a guy who, unfortunately, I'm gonna be honest. And, and you know, I actually know Key. key solid. He's a solid dude, but like it's it'll be interesting to see if he wants to meet that standard or kind of accept not and just kind of be a team guy, special teams guy. He's gonna travel. They know he's a guy who, you know what I'm saying? He, he, yeah. he, 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 he he's not going to necessarily faint even though he did against, even though he did it against Florida State. He did. He, did, he totally did <laughs> You hear this, bro? I'm sorry, bro. I got to keep it on. How did you say bro? You were right there. You ducked your head and buddy ran my right body, but But um, he'll be in the mix. And, and I'm telling you, Vickers, I think they want him to be the prototypical corner. But let's just say he can't or he consumes it. Potential guy. um. Obviously Peyton, Peyton is probably next up to be Billy. I wouldn't be surprised if Peyton is groomed by Billy. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the same rack together in the weight room and stuff. I just wouldn't be surprised because that's kind of like how we do it. And, uh, um, JC kid, they're going to figure out a way to get him. Cause they've already Dolby. said he's got
0: the. Dolby. They, said yeah.
1: Dolby. they say he got the goods. I'm just letting you know, uh, um, Barry, they said off season was hard. <laughs> they said his JC stuff wasn't <laughs> unlike OJ, <Ohio. laughs> but they also yep. said he's got the like he he he's a he's a dude. He's a ball player. He's physical. He's smart and he's dedicated. So there's a lot of competition. Give me give me Billy. Yeah. Give me Pearson. Give me Key and 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 Peyton as key key contributors. Maybe one A's type guys, and then one more guy. I, I, I mean. Hopefully Harmon steps up and says I'm next and, and takes that. If not, there's going to be a Vickers or Adobe or one of those other guys or or Jennings, right? Jennings is right there too. Jennings is right there. I also want to see Roe, man. I want to see Roe. They say he's a corner. I got to check in on that. I got to check in and see what's going on.
0: Yeah. A lot of options. Yeah, I mean, look, Vickers was pretty adamant about about Roe being you know at that corner spot at least for that time. You know, as we know, all that stuff is super fluid. You know, I I think it's simple, man. They, at the end of the day, we watched a certain safety run his 40 at OU's Pro Day. There is going to be no more of that. Every single guy, I I mean, not say every guy, I would say 785% of everybody in the mix for safety is significantly faster than that.
1: Impact players. Because he was counted on to be an impact. You won't have yes. an impact player running a 4-7. I mean, that's, not, that's, not, that's not good for your team. We, that's, by the way, that's not good. We didn't have anybody running a 4-6. Like, if you ran a 4-6, like, like Matt McCoy was a 4-6 guy. Matt McCoy was a 4-6 mm-hmm. guy. And by the way, if you watch his highlight tape from high school, Matt McCoy was cooking at Jinx. Cooking. Fucking got to OU, different caliber of athlete. You know, I was a 4 4 8 guy and like I was the slowest receiver. I was the slowest. Josh Norman was a 4 4 5 guy, but you know, Josh is 6 210 and he ran 4 4 5 for the pros. But like they used to make fun of me because I was like a half step slower than Dre. I mean, Dre and Kurt and you know, those guys I could race with them, but like on the clock, they was faster than me.
0: It is what it is. So
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's a bad, that's a slow backer, bro.
0: That, that is, that's something. And especially too, like, once you've been the, like once these coaches get the guys in that they want, if they bring in a guy like that, uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell guys like this uh, or females in the off season, if you are in a position battle or, or you are trying to fight for a job, if you are not the fastest Or if you are not the strongest, you got to find the thing that you do elite. And that's what Matt McCoy did. Matt McCoy figured out, okay, I don't fit in here. I'm not an every down guy. Um, I'm situational. Let me get really good at something. It's the way, you know, basketball's gotten more away from this, but it's the way guys are like, I'm not a great defender, but if I can shoot 45% from three every night, I will have a spot. But when... When there's not any competition, and you have a situation where it is a four-seven-five guy having to play significant snaps, you have a your ceiling is low for what you're going to be, and and you just watch, you know, Pearson at at Tech, you know, he outplayed a number of guys at Tech. He outplayed a number in in that game when OU played them. He outplayed everybody. At, at at safety. Um so I, I think between him I think Bowen will be interesting because and I'm going to go out not necessarily on a limb it's what you recruited him for but Bowen has some some special juice in the return game that I, I is I've
1: one. I heard they don't even have him I got. I got to go and find out. I got to get up there and see what. But that rumor, Barry, I heard he's not like it's Drake, it's Billy, it, it's uh, rook and one other person. It's now Bowen. I'm like, what do we? That doing? would
0: be interesting. It, it, it I guess. I guess you could say just the experience piece and earning it, yep. and you got a lot of guys who have been doing it. But he's he's just he's got some special juice uh, when it comes to. The return game, man. Let's, uh, let's hit on linebacker a little bit. Let's focus really on the mic battle. Go ahead. You oh, yeah, did Give me yours Um, I'm going Pearson. I'd, I'll be honest, man. I think he's going to have some, some problems hanging in there. Kay. Watching, watching Pearson move. Yeah. Yeah. Watching Pearson move, watching Bowman knowing what bow win is going to be looking like. Um, I, I, I just, I don't see, I don't see a place where he sees significant snaps in the secondary unless it is like we talked about with McCoy. Unless it is situational, I think there are going to be that there was problems last year that you know at times we thought he might have been injured, maybe playing a little, a uh, little banged up. But there were other times, man, where he just got got. And unless he unless he fixes some things um in the offseason, unless there are some things that he can improve, it is uh it's it's gonna be tough, man. Some guys just cannot cannot hang in the open field with a certain level of player. And for for OU, I mean, you're trying to get Prime to go to the SEC. Are you going to maybe this probably doesn't go into their mind, but maybe it's there a little bit. If you've got a guy like Dolby who can close, like he, I don't know what he ran 40wise, but his his close area speed and his four, five, ability one. to 451 four, so that's that's right on par. Um, but if he if he can translate that closing speed that you see on JC just that that quick three, five, seven yards ability to close space, close distance and hit. Like key, I think for key to have a spot, he's going to have to show the physicality consistently that he showed in spurts the past two seasons. There were moments where we said you can't keep this guy off the field just by how he was playing. Right there were times where we talked about him maybe cheetah's more of a role, you know, for for, for him. So I I think he there is a spot there to be had. I just don't know if he is going to be able to fully overcome and I'm rooting for him. I thought it was awesome when he came to OU and Tennessee guy and just, I I thought that was a cool story. And I like his, the way he carries himself for the most part. I, I, I'm a fan, but I just think sometimes athletically, man, there's things you cannot overcome no matter how hard you try, especially when you have him on roster. I
1: don't think it's an athletic issue. I think it's a mental issue. And But I think to your point, the inconsistency doesn't matter if it's physical or mental, right? So if he's inconsistent, he's kind of going to be in a position where it is what it is, because we've got more top shelf talent. And and Harmon might be a guy just kind of like an 82. And if you're playing NCAA football... You know what I'm saying? Oh, you as a team where you don't want a bunch of guys starting out at an 82. He, he he gotta get that to a 90. <laughs> he gotta get that to a 92 if he want to see the field. So I you yeah, know, those two, those two, I think there are more questions, but he at least has good. Fi- Listen, I've heard firsthand from people who say his film from the 21 season was the best of the guys returning. And they haven't forgotten that. But I've also heard his most latest film was the feint against FSU. So he's in a very pivotal time where he's got to put up or shut up and obviously having one season. I hope he's mature enough to say at a place like this, if I start, I could go play on Sundays and and man's up. Uh, I'll tell you this, be, spring is his last shot. You don't waste a lot of time on development over summer and fall camp with guys who, like I saw every year I played, there were guys who, you know, like for instance, JT, JT was an All-American. JT's last, 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 last chance was safety. And JC took it and ran with it. Wow. And he's a Norman guy. I love to be. And if JT was being honest, he'd tell you. JT at receiver was just, he'd go and catch a slant and take it to the house and then he got three mental busts and not be in the right hole. And Coach Spur was just like we tried you have running back. I think he even played a little QB before we got there or when they were trying to do some option stuff. I don't you know, I, I wasn't there yet. He, he played receiver with us and they were like, "Okay, we're going to move you to safety." And, and and it was really a put up or shut up year and JT, you know, obviously locked in and and, and got that All-American joint and and kick return punt return was killing too. And so key is in a situation where like You got to show us what you got, bro, because there's a lot of other options.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, and another place where they've got options um, is at uh, that middle backer spot, man. Uh, Let's talk about it a little bit. You know, last year, um, we saw who played almost all of the snaps at Mike all season. There was very little depth. When you went to the, the PFF snap count, it was... I I believe the last time I looked, middle backer Willie Backer and D, yeah, and Cheetah. That's what it was. And Cheetah had, I think, top four or five, if not top three, in snap counts. Just one, one single individual. This year doesn't seem to be the case. Um, I think there are some folks maybe surprised at some of the names that are being thrown in there, and we've talked about them a ton over on 360, but but give the fans some of the, the names and maybe a surprising one that we didn't see last year, right, and th- that's catching a little buzz right now over what he did in the offseason and, and the start of spring. Give the fans a few names and then who you think is probably kind of a safe bet to, uh, to see some, some field this fall. Uh, Middlebacker? middle backer. We're just going to go middle so backer it's a, today. It's a
1: two horse race right now for the top spot and it's two young pups who I think they both have um, different primary attributes. And, and then there's a couple of dark horses, right? So you're you're looking at, and they're all pups, but you're looking at Canick versus Kobe and uh, obviously Kanik is a um, build a backer. If you were to build a backer for 2023 to transition to an sec conference where you need to be both physical and athletic excuse me um i mean the guy is a a a, a 4-4 flat ish backer i mean he's he's teddy layman he is if you look at the um the, the 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 video clips that they've shown he looks the part last year you could see he was a pup, right? He had a good body as a, as a true freshman. He had a good body, but you could also see like the little boy aspects—not little boy, but adolescent aspects. I don't—I would never call a grown man a little boy, uh, but the adolescent aspects—not anymore. He took—he—he took, he, he, he took off season serious. You could tell through the season he—he was—he was getting bigger. Kind of reminds me of Stunts. Stunts came in as a true freshman too, and. He, he, he came out there and played ball, but he looked like a pup. Canick doesn't anymore. Canick's issue is going to be, can he consistently be where he's supposed to be? He's going to come like hell on wheels. He's going to make plays backside. You're not going to be able to block him with a backside guard or he'll run around. He, he'll, he will be able to beat some linemen with speed. He'll be able to kind of overextend them and duck under them and you know, uh, scrape across some stuff. All that stuff. He's going to be great, but running right at him and showing action will he be where he needs to be will he bite and not read his keys with, with guards and 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 uh, sniffers which are offline tight ends will he will he be physical and instinctual enough to meet in that a gap with the proper shoulder free when they're running the rpo stuff and will he be able to scrape to the edge on quarterback on backside rpo stuff like those are the things and then a backer push or a quarter keeps, is he gonna be able to get to his respective hole? Can he get to the the flats or the hash or whatever? Right. That's that's the part where I think he's in a position right now, Barry, <clears throat> to get a ton of reps. Right? He's gonna get a ton of reps during spring, and he's gonna get a gazillion reps. I guarantee you he's a guy over the summer where they're gonna have him on the clipboard of if he made all the the seven ons and 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 the the uh the 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 seven on zeros where they're like just doing gap assignments. I because coaches aren't allowed to be there, but there's gonna be a student assistant or just a designated player who coaches are gonna say I want to see who was there and they're gonna know um you know how many reps he took because right they're gonna be doing a, a attendance for him, and it's generally seventy five percent one on ones. The ones get the most reps, the twos and threes watch, and then they get to kind of migrate in. So so that's that's canning. By the way, if he does that, there's no competition. If Kenneth can overcome that, there's no competition. Because there's no one who he he's like what you say with Bowen. Like he's got juice that no one else in that room has. No one. So so that's that part. But on the other end. You got a kid who came in a little overweight, who some consider may not be the athlete to play in the Big 12. I think I think his his body translates to the SEC. There is for sure a place for him in the SEC because he's going to be a physical downhill. And here's the thing about Kobe. He doesn't miss his assignments. If Kobe got to fill the A gap, he coming. And he's bringing he's bringing some lead behind him. If Kobe has to scrape around, he's coming. Now, if Kobe has to go get Kyler Murray, he may get to the point and then Kyler may you know, jitterbug him and, and, and do what he's got to do. But Kobe's done himself a lot of favors by taking care of his body, losing weight, becoming a better athlete. I think he's a guy that if he ever runs a four, seven, one, you're never upset. Right. Like that's that's I don't know that that's his ceiling. Who knows, right? He's got two more years to grow. You know better than anybody. He may hit another athletic growth spurt at 20, 21 and be a monster. But just, you know, 471 guy, 241 pounds, a burly tackle to tackle guy and a leader guy. Uh, He has been mentioned by others as a guy who like people uh, gravitate towards. He has that innate leadership skill uh, that that people just like Rocky Kalman's had it like Rocky. By the way, Rocky used to get on my nerves. Shout out to Rocky Kalman. But like Rocky's kind of an irritating dude. But like on the field, Rocky is a is a very charismatic dude. So uh I think those two guys and I think it's healthy for a coach because it's like coach can push canic. On Well, Kobe, Kobe going to be in his hole and where, where he's supposed to be every team every time. And then Kobe can push uh, Kobe on like, well, Canik made a play that I don't know if you can make. Right. Like, by the way, me and Josh Norman, there will be weeks where they throw me a screen and I'll shake four people on score. And Coach Furry was like, oh Josh, I, I don't know if you can do that. You know, like Josh Norton, you know, <laughs> Matty, And there would be weeks Josh would just stiff arm somebody, run somebody over. <laughs> he knows, that, like, uh, yeah, coach, I, I ain't gonna be running over too many strong safeties. You know what I'm saying? So it's healthy, it's totally healthy for those two guys to kind of see the strengths and where they lie in the other. But dark horse is is this rest? I mean, this 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 brand new pup from uh from ing. Akadi, did I say his name correctly? P- picciotti Yeah. You said it better. I, I, you know, my, my Chattis, they, they're they not that good. Yeah. Bro's a ball there. Listen, listen, listen. And I haven't he's even... A big I even guy. He's a big guy. He's a better athlete than they anticipated, right? A lot of people were saying, oh, is he going to be too stiff, too big? Da-da-da. He's a better athlete. And he is a... Uh, I don't even think we had a guy... I mean, Rocky was that guy for us, but Rocky, Rocky was not a, he was, he was not a, like a bad athlete. Rocky for the big 12 we played in, he was a dude in all aspects, but Chotty or, uh, I don't want to mess his name up. He
0: is probably one of the, the best on the chalk and, and in the room, right? You got stunts and puppies.
1: You got stunts and puppies. And so when, when a kid comes in and shows that level already of like, yo, he, he understands the game and responsibilities and the whys and the hows, not just the what's. What's are pretty easy to say. Oh, what am I supposed to do? Oh, coach, I'm supposed to do this. Tell me why. Uh, 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 right, I got to cover the hole because if I don't, the tight end in on a slip, right, boom, boom, boom. Tell me how. Oh, man, I got to read the guard's eye. Like those are the ones where you got to have hundreds or maybe thousands of reps. He's the pup and then the other dark horse just needs to gain some damn weight he's a willy backer though he really is but i just want to throw his name in there kip 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 listen there are rumors he's a 4-4 guy i'm like he ran a 4-4 i do you know say it. but there are i mean what that tells you is he's a speed guy so he's not gonna be out-athleted and i think he showed enough in the texas game that he ain't afraid that boy was coming downhill lighting ass 210 208 whatever the hell he was but he's got to gain weight. And, you know, from what I hear, he worked his tail off all offseason. He just couldn't put on the weight. We had a guy named Darren Stevens who came in, I think, the 2000 class. By the way, he was like a 6'9", a uh, uh, high jumper and a, and a high recruit in Texas. He just could wow. never put weight. Never. Like, to this day, his nickname was Slim that was his nickname and to this day he slim <laughs> and that's so, a piece. Yeah.
0: that's a piece man
1: yeah so body wise we gotta see if if he can't i think that he could be a cheetah if he can't but even the cheetah position is getting stacked so it's like the depth all over the place is good you made me if you made me bet today i think it's canic i think kobe is a guy who has the aptitude to learn the two mainstay second level backer positions and could be great depth off the back. I think, uh, Pichotti is a guy who will be specifically a Mike and unless there's injuries. And I think Kip is a guy who they're waiting for his body to develop because he's 100 at 230. He's 100% in the mix. He's the biggest. He's the longest, tallest, longest, and he plays coming downhill. It's what they want. He's just got to, uh, get bigger. And then you got those puppies and you know me i'm a lewis fan i'm just here to tell you i think he starts 3 years
0: uh i'm interested to see how that develops interesting you know and i don't think it is it is too off base to say how much that position really hindered oklahoma a year ago oh. and and it's not even you, you kind of hit hit something with kobe um, it, I was uh, on Twitter today and, and a guy that I, I follow posted some interesting uh, content related to sports performance. And uh, he talked about a drill that um, pretty much all, all coaches on kind of the performance side use, or at least a variation of it. And it's where you'll have guys running sprints. And this kind of reminded me of just the reaction piece uh, of the linebacker spot. You'll have guys running sprints. The, the the distance is arbitrary. Let's say it's 10 yards. And in the very beginning, you're saying go. And that's it. All your fastest guys are always winning. But then you'll change it up and you'll say, I want you to go on the clap. And then so, so you might say go and you'll have six or seven guys go. And then you go back, you re-coach it. No, I need you guys to go on the clap. Then you'll say Well, man, I want you guys to go on even numbers only. So you'll one, five, seven, nine, two. And then you'll all of a sudden, those very fast guys slow down a little bit. And and what that is, is reaction and being able to respond to what you see and what you hear is also very different from just being fast or being a good athlete. And I think what what Venables has seemed to be very good at with identifying players in the recruiting side is finding guys who like a Picciotti who maybe athletically we don't look at and say, man, he's he's this or that, or he's gonna, you know, blast guys in the 40. But he gets to where he needs to be quick because he reacts well. That was a Rocky. That that, that was a guy who just just can get there. When he needs to be there. and I, and I think that that is something uh, incredibly, incredibly undervalued, you know, when looking at guys they brought in in the past. Uh, and w- sooner nation, we're going to keep bringing you guys these previews all spring long. Uh, we're, we're going to dive more into stuff in the coming weeks, get to some different positions. Uh, make sure if you aren't, please go follow the Twitter and let us know if there's anything specific that you want us to talk about as it relates specific player. Maybe you want dmac to run through some concepts. We'll talk on the sports performance side. Uh, get on there, interact with us. Uh, DMAC, before, before we close out today, anything you want to say out to the people?
1: Yeah, man, this is an opportunity for guys to earn it. And so, you know, in, wherever you're hearing, whatever you're hearing, including from me, Barry, and anyone else, like it's all speculation, right? The beauty about spring ball is like, the, we're going to learn which players have the grit and the it to get where they want to go. And, and we're going to learn which guys make excuses and or cower to the, the pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And so I think it's healthy. Um, and, you know, I always have a chip on my shoulder because we were the, obviously the, the kind of the cohort of players who we were never given the respect of like our talent, right? All that team and I'm like put us against anybody. You name the team that's in the last 20s whatever years. Put us against any of them. You know what I'm saying? Talent wise, dog wise, good luck. If we're healthy and they're healthy, I'm just telling you, uh, I think the O4 team's the most talented team. That's just my own opinion when I watched those guys and and I saw some of them as pups like, yo, them them is dudes. Um But it's the beauty of football, man. Spring ball is your opportunity to go get it. And when people ask me, you know, just about my experience, like I always revert to spring ball because in spring, there's enough time and enough opportunity, like threes get a ton of reps in spring twos get a ton of reps in spring, right? Spring ball is the ones and threes. Like that's what it is. So your backups are gonna be guys who, and that's why it's it's the phenomenon of like, why is it that every spring somebody kills it we think they're gonna be a, like, that was a three playing with the ones, right? So like they mix it up so that uh, some threes get a chance to play in a fair environment and it's on you to take advantage of it. Like that's what it is. Like you get a chance to say, Excuse my French, but I don't give a fudge. Because that. listen, Barry, there's a lot of like there you you feel like you feel the like not favoritism, but like, you know what I'm saying? Some people just have more. Uh, 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 a favor or, or you know, like they just have a, you just feel like, you know, like a Rocky, like Rocky came in like, dude, he's getting a chance to play off the bat and, but it's like, so you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. Like, this is the time where like, if you got that, that, that guy to you, go get it. And it's what it's why some guys never get it, because they make excuses, they get mad, they demonize, they're energy vampires, and they go they, in a locker room like, bro, go out there and knock somebody's head off. Go out there and shake somebody's jaws off. Go out there and make no mental busts, and, and that's when you. this is the time. Remember, we had the conversation like, yo, bro, keep it a buck. It's only like a one week during fall camp or it's comp. Otherwise, it's, it's prep. Like, fall camp is prep. That's what fall camp is. I told you. Me, Kurt, Sav, Dre, J-Norm, like, if I miss a practice, I'm still starting. And you know what I'm saying? Like it, ain't like, it ain't like you can come take my spot, bro. Like, nah, I missed a practice. It's it, it legit. Coach ain't with no shenanigans. But if, you know, I got hurt for a day, So, yeah. I, like, MC even. MC and those guys, they were there. They were not taking our spots. You know what I'm saying? They had to put in work because we put in work. So, but spring... Nah, you could snap, you could be a one. Like, you can go get it, uh, unless you're behind an incumbent, a Billy Bowen, Bowman, you know, a stunt, stunts ain't losing his spot, right? There's some guys, Bird, we're hearing Bird is killing people in practice, literally, by the way, I, yeah. I heard a funny story about Bird, <laughs> He killed a couple guys and, 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 and whatever, right? I, I want to get too deep in details about it, but, like, this is when, as fans, as as the guys who love this program, like, This is when you want to find out who is going to be on that, the cohort, the 2023 top squad. Like who's that squad going to be? This is where the new guys can make a name for themselves. And I look forward to seeing who those guys are. And I look forward to seeing some of these guys who were appointed positions and didn't really have to earn them going to earn it. That's what I want to see, because that's the only thing I knew when I was at OU. You had to earn it. You didn't give a damn about politics. Politicians kiss my ass. Go get it. And so, you know, in closing, uh, we're in it right now. Those guys are in it right now. Stay healthy, stay physical, stay fast, and be a damn sooner. That, that's that's really what I gotta say
0: let's go sooner nation go leave us the rating and review make sure to share like all those cool things and we will keep bringing you all this content go sign up at sooner's 360 and we will see you soon